0: Hi, welcome back to Eliminating Anorexia, Eating Disorders, Self and Body Issues. This is your host, Michelle Sparks, and I am on a roll talking about freedom, getting free from the bondage of anorexia and other eating disorders, and I am... pumped up about this subject. I have just produced, probably in the last few days, I've produced maybe five podcasts. And I think I'm just going to load them all up and spit them all out because this is what is in my heart to say to you. And that is you can get free from your eating disorder or disordered eating experience. You can leave the bondage of an eating disorder. You can get free of anorexia. These journeys may not be simple and they may not be easy, but they are so worth it. Because in the journey out of bondage and into freedom, you will recover and discover your life, your value, your worth, your hopes, your dreams, your right to take up space, your right to express yourself and it will be the most wonderful journey. And you know, I've just been speaking to a lovely young mum of a lovely young girl who is 13 and struggling with anorexia. And um, oh, it just gets me pumped up, to be honest, because so much life and health and opportunity is lost in this disordered eating space. And uh, so I'm just going to put this podcast together for that particular person and she is 13 and she is struggling with anorexia and she is receiving uh, treatment, professional treatment and you know, I don't want to be disrespectful here but uh, anyway, I know that she is in uh, family therapy. And that that is the Maudsley approach and, you know, that is the evidence-based treatment of choice for children and adolescents struggling with anorexia. So, you know, and, and I'm sure there's different ways people may practice that. But one thing I heard the mum saying is that her, she, as a mum, you know, as a mum, she has wisdom about the way she knows her child and... Um, you know, her daughter is struggling and needs support, professional support, absolutely. Needs to eat more, absolutely. Needs to get off the starvation treadmill, absolutely. But it sounds like, uh, from what this mum was saying, that her, you know, there's some other dynamics that in the process of just the food and weight focus, uh, this young person is, Feeling like she is not been seen or heard and I think the mum, reading between the lines, is struggling with this also. I am not a family therapist. I am an individual counsellor, I am a physiotherapist, professional counsellor. I've worked in rehabilitation consulting, I've worked in case management, I've worked in health education, I've worked across the spectrum in a lot of areas but I'm very um, mindful and respectful of the health professionals that are offering uh, family therapy. But I do know, I'm just thinking about this young girl and I'm thinking about this situation and I'm just remembering what it was like for myself when I was going down the scales with the restricting anorexia. I had not yet come into a hospital. I had not come into professional treatment or help. But I think even when I did, the focus was still very much on food and weight. And I found that to be very frustrating. I felt like we were focusing on the symptom, but not the heart of my struggle. And I hear that in this young girl and her mum's journey right now. And you know, with respect, I do think a whole person approach is required to the problem of anorexia and every other eating disorder. And I think the young person needs to be respected. Yes, I know starvation messes up our thinking. I know it does. I know we become more black and white. Our thinking becomes more polarized and irrational. I know that. But you know what? There is a healthy aspect. Of ourselves that lives inside that um, person who is struggling with anorexia and that person that healthy part needs to be uh, acknowledged and nurtured and listened to and I know that if you read my story and you'll know and I will I know that I I can I wasn't without an ability to understand or take on information. I wasn't without an ability to be engaged in meaningful uh, conversation and even in silence and even being able to process the, the freakiness of not being able to run outside when I was feeling uh, distressful emotions, like, you know, distress tolerance, to actually have some um skills and some conversation and some education around these things i really believe that would have helped me back then and i'm thinking of this young girl today and i'm just thinking what would i like to say to this young girl and perhaps to my anorectic self as i was moving down the scales feeling very bound feeling very locked on the eating disorder treadmill what would i want to say i would want to say hey i understand that this has become kind of the the room in which you live it's the walls that of your prison it's the way the only way you can currently see to manage the difficult feelings inside But this way of coping is leading you to, dare I say, a dead end. And I don't mean it's leading to your death, although starvation is unsustainable long-term and it has really dire consequences. And you certainly do need to be eating more regularly. But at the same time as you're eating more regularly and taking more food in and under that professional oversight, you do need some help to know that you deserve to take up space and to help you deal with the anxiety and to deal with the fear and to deal with the uh, emotions that feel so intense for you and the questions and the concerns. So... You know, I I believe that the absolute first key to help us, and I'm talking to this young lady and to myself as a young person struggling with anorexia, I think the first key to help us begin to get free from disordered eating and eating disorder is to actually see how the eating disorder functions, to see that it is a response to difficult feelings. And you know what? We can start on that path, as I've said so many times whether on YouTube or in this podcast, I've lost count (laughs) and I can't think where these episodes are, but hopefully if you go back, you'll find them. But uh, we can start on the path towards developing an eating disorder from a very innocent place. We can just be wanting to feel better about ourselves, more acceptable, more secure, more in control. And adolescence is a primary time when that difficult journey that those difficulties those questions about how do i be accepted not rejected how do i be included not excluded how do i be powerful over my body over my life these were the questions that were undergirding my descent into anorexia and i was asking them at age 13 14 15 so it's very relevant so I just put them out there and I say, yes, adolescence is a really uh, key time when you know the world is changing around us. We are moving from primary school into secondary school. We are moving from childhood into um, adulthood, but via a bridge called adolescence. And adolescence, there's hormonal changes, there's uh, environmental changes as we move out of primary school into high school we become more aware of the world into which we're growing up there are issues that are going on in the world that can really um we can be sensitive to some of the things that are going on in the bigger world picture I certainly was you may be some of those things for me were things like um, the threat of nuclear war the threat of communism the proliferation and use of drugs even amongst some of my friends today the issues are global warming their terrorism their um, you know uh, the overt sexualization and objectification of people in the media which can really make people feel devalued and objectified and like they are, A body, and as a body, as an object, they can feel quite unsafe in a world that is not treating them with the respect that they deserve as a a human being, with all the sacredness and wonder that a human being has. You know, so there can be a lot that's going on in that world frame, there can be a lot going on in the um, immediate frame friends and school. There can be rivalry and, you know, acceptance and rejection on the school front. And there's a, you know, the media, social media, there's a lot of things that start to impact on a young person's sense of self. There can be things happening at home that can also impact upon their sense of self, their sense of safety and security. These are normal Parts of life, and they are very loud. These factors are very loud as we travel into and through adolescence. So I have put a model on my website, Mishy's model. That's what I call it, um, and it's just really the eating disorder solution to the problem of pain. In other words, how food and weight control becomes a strategy for us to deal with our difficult feelings and our challenging life experience, the stress the anxiety that we are experiencing as we may experience surface things like rejection or body image dissatisfaction or things happening on the surface but deeper down there can be stuff happening at home that is normal if you know like life happens for all of us life is not perfect we are not perfect we do not live in a perfect world and life happens and pain comes and we respond we respond in the best way we know we 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 self-protect we look for ways to make ourselves feel more acceptable more safe more secure and this is understanding It is the natural response of a human being to the pain and the disquiet of life. But when we start to lock into a solution such as food and weight control as a strategy, and when that becomes our primary way of dealing with this dis-ease, this unease, this lack of peace deep inside that starts to really resonate through our being, when we start to deal with that, with food and weight control as our primary strategy, it leads us on, an, on a, a pathway, the eating disorder pathway, where we get locked into a cycle of restricting. And, you know, as the bad feelings come in, I talked about this in an episode called The Tightening Treadmill. Have a look at that. I've even got an episode, uh, a... a Uh, A PDF of that treadmill both in my book but I've put it up on my website so that you can access that and you can see this restrictive treadmill that becomes part of a person's response when they're dealing with the anorexia and you know nothing is good enough so if a little is good then more will be better so if I'm restricting but I hit some more territory of feeling anxious or uneasy then I'll go back to more restrictions and so we become like a a, a dog chasing its tail, and we go down this path that becomes increasing restrictions, increasing rules and regulations that come to circumscribe our life. And we find ourselves lost on this treadmill. And our life, we we, we just focus in on controlling calories and kilograms. It's, it's all we become we come to know. And it can make us feel acceptable, safe, and secure until we start to lose control or break our diet or have slip ups. And when that happens, it becomes more and more terrifying to us. And we tighten up the controls harder and we go further down the scales. And that is a really dangerous time for us. So for my young friend out there, and I guard your name with, with all the confidentiality that I can. But to my young friends struggling down the path of anorexia, I just want to say to you that your way of coping is understandable. And my heart goes out to you because at, over time, it sounds like you've got lost on the treadmill, and I understand that. But the treadmill is just a dead end. It's not going to take you where you want to go. It's not going to take you to the good feelings of inner peace and self-acceptance that you desire and that you deserve. There is another way to find that healthy sense of worth and value and more security in your world. There is another way and one of part of that solution is to start to come off the treadmill of restrictions and start to eat more and to eat more regularly. And I know that will be terrifying, and you will need help with that. But as you get help with that, you also need help to address the underlying self-experience, the feelings, the thoughts, the beliefs uh, that keep you wanting to revert to restrictions, to revert to disordered eating behaviors. I really do believe a whole person approach is so important, but definitely coming off the eating disorder treadmill by starting to eat more regularly and to eat more and to address concurrently all the stuff that's going on inside you that's making it really hard for you to do that is important. So, I guess in this brief podcast, my take home message to you is oh, just to reach through the podcast, to give you a hug, to say, hey, your way of coping is understandable, and you are so not without hope of getting better and getting free of the bondage that you are currently experiencing. But while you Persist in restrictions, you are not helping yourself move towards freedom. You do need to eat more regularly, and I trust your professional team are helping you with that. But you also need help to deal with the underlying self-experience, as I've probably said ad infinitum. Hopefully, what I'm saying here encourages you in that journey that is helping you to look at eating more regularly and eating more sufficiently. But in terms of dealing with the underlying self-experience, I hope you're getting help with that as well. And, you know, one of the things I could do here that might just help you is um, I'm going to upload a couple of podcasts where I cover the initial chapters of my book, Illuminating Anorexia, because that just um, speaks about the things that were going on for me as I started to make that journey Onto that eating disorder path and then down the scales and I I know that your story will be different but I do know also from telling that story and sharing that story in many forums over the years that it has helped others see some of the stuff that's going on for them and it and you know once we start to see What's happening for us? It gives us, and and we start to see that our way of dealing with it is not taking us where we want to go. It actually gives us the power, the motivation, the internal drive to consider our options and find new ways to deal with old difficulties. And there are ways to develop more healthful responses rather than unhealthy reactions to current problematic feelings and self-experience. So with that thought, I'm just going to send you hugs. And, you know, that treadmill that's in another episode, just a couple of episodes back, you might want to share that. You might want to look at that with your mum and um, just talk about how that applies to you and maybe talk about some of what's going on for you, some of the underlying feelings And I would love any questions or feedback that you have, uh, please feel free to email me your questions because I'd love to address them on this podcast. It would be my pleasure to do that. So travel well and I look forward to speaking with you soon. For those of you who are not a child or adolescent and you are dealing with anorexia or an eating disorder, You may like to come on board the Freedom Express and get some more information about that. I'll be talking about that in the next episode.